Jackson had a 3.8 QBR. Wow, that was pretty good. 40 what? The 40. Caleb so. likes those overs. Well, I, I just I just picked two unders. What? Oregon. Um, because I thought it would be fun, right? We want to see the turnover <laughs> chainsaw. We I want mean, to see why not? The, the the bling and the lights of the Rose Bowl at 8 o'clock. Pack 12 after dark. Good teams win, great teams cover. I've always said <laughs> Well... With, with, with 10 games over Mr. Mr. Safe over there. Ga- oh, Safe. That's a bold like, move. Why not? Like uh, 12 weeks, we'll be unemployed. I just want to say. That's right. In, twel- in 12 weeks, we'll be, uh, we'll be sitting next to the burn, bar- burn barrel out uh, under the bridge. Run the RPO, Chad. It's not hard. Rutgers is good. They lost yeah. their coach. Okay. They're, they're, they're doing so good, their coach just <laughs> got fired. <laughs> My notes yeah, on this game, did. it says Iowa and Michigan are both awful. <laughs> and their offense is very, very bad. We need to come up I with, th- like, an algorithm. Uh, there's nothing to talk about. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Six. I think he shanked the extra point. Leeches off his rocker. <laughs> this is the Kick 6 Project. It's Nathan, Caleb, and Dick. That's right. This is... The Kick Six Podcast. I'm Nathan. Caleb and Jake are not with me as always tonight, but we do have uh, one of our resident Sooner fans. Rob is with us tonight. Say what's up, Rob. Hey, what's up? All right, how we, you doing tonight? There we go. We are we are ready uh, to talk some OU football. So we we live here in Arkansas. Those of you that listen um, out of the area, but uh, we've got a ton of OU fans. Uh, Robert is a uh, a native. What do they call you? Oak Oak Oaky? Is that what is that what you're called? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm an Okie. Okay, all right. Through and through. Um, if you, you guys probably remember last year, uh, we did a show with Rob, uh, the Big Twelve Championship uh, show. But uh, Rob is a diehard Sooners fan, so we're going to talk a little OU football. OU is one of the uh, one of the favorites for a national title this year. They got a lot coming back. Uh, their second year quarterback, I guess, the third year in the program, but second year starting quarterback Spencer Rattler. He is uh, the Heisman favorite. Um, which I know there's a lot of a lot of fans around this parts that uh, probably aren't happy with that. Um, but I know if you're an OU fan, you're super excited about that. Um, you've got uh, the third year in Alex Grinch's defense, so the defense looks to be improved. Um, so Rob, there's a lot to be excited about. This team's over under um, is set at ten and a half. Some places eleven games. Um, but uh, we're gonna dive into the Sooners. But uh, I guess the first thing is uh, what's uh, what's the excitement level? Uh, the excitement was huge, and it's not for the first time in probably, I would say, you know, 10 to 15 years, um, the early Bob Stoops era, that it's not just the offense that fans are excited about, it's the defense. Okay, yeah. And, yeah. It, and uh, you know, that's always been the, uh, I guess, the holdback of them getting – you know, past that first playoff game, is you know, there's been no defense. But this year, it's completely different. Um, I I think fans are are, and including myself, extremely excited about the defense this year because we know we know the offense is going to be good. Um, but it's the defense now that we can get excited about, and so we're absolutely you know we're looking forward to it. And we're ready. All right, man. I, I, uh, all right, man. I think that's, uh, I think that's great. Um, I know, um, as, as a as a Notre Dame fan, the um, 
the the problem has not been the defense; it's been the offense. And uh, you know, we're kind of looking to get those things adjusted. Um, I knew when they made the Alex Grinch hire. I follow Washington State football pretty good. I knew when they made that hire, um, the defense was gonna was going to improve. You know, and as well as OU recruits on on offense, if they can just get someone who's who's uh, you know top notch on the defensive side of the ball, um, things can definitely change. So I think that's a one. Uh, one good thing to be excited about for sure, um, but let's uh, let's let's start. You know, everybody, everybody. You know, um, the offense puts the fans in the stands. So let's let's talk about that offense for a little bit. Kind of who you see. Um, you know, kind of leading the charge on offense. Uh, we know it's going to be probably Spencer Rattler in his second year starting. Uh, he's a Heisman favorite, but but who around him are, are kind of some focal points and some things to get excited about on that OU offense. Well, I will say this. Um, there's, I would say the receivers for OU are ready to make a, a difference. You have Theo East, uh, you have um, Mike Woods, who transferred from Arkansas. Uh, you've also got um, uh, uh, Mario Williams, a freshman, who is already considered the fastest player on the football team. Um and then you got Marvin Mims, of course, from uh, last year, who was a freshman All-American, made plays left and right. And I, I just think there's so much talent around Spencer Rattler this year that he, he has a he, he's going to have a tough choice of who's going to throw the football to. Um, but that's exciting because you know he's. It's it's just so much talent that he's got. You know, you've got the tight end Austin Stogner, who's come back completely healthy. Um, I, but the only thing I'm kind of worried about on the offense is probably the offensive line. And we you know we lost our you know the one of the greatest centers uh, in college football. You know, Creed Humphrey, who went to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, but you have some guys that are really competing to start at center. Uh, Andrew Rain seems to be the guy that is coming ahead of everyone else. Uh, but it's between him and Chris Murray and Chris Murray was a backup for, uh, Creed Humphrey last year, but it seems to be Andrew Rain, the freshman who is, you know, from my high school alma mater, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Um, apparently he's been doing very well in camp and, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's the one that's starting that center this upcoming year. Nice. And, and OU's, you know, they're, they're known for, for a really good offensive line. Not only does, you know, Lincoln Riley have, you know, an amazing scheme, um, but they always get top, you know, top recruits along the O-line and that's kind of where everything starts, you know, uh, Mayfield and Murray and then, um, you know, Rattler, um, it's, uh, it all starts with those guys up front, you know, and I know last year, um, especially in the, those early losses to K-State and Iowa State, um, a lot of that was plagued by, uh, you know, not only Spencer Rattler uh, early in his in his, in his his tenure kind of starting, but also the, the lack of a running game. Um, you know, you, you've got those elite receivers, you got an elite quarterback. Um, what's, what's the running game really look like um, in 2021 for OU? Well, I... <sighs> We, they're the biggest. I, it's good between the starting running backs between two players right now, and it's going to be Eric Gray versus Kenny Brooks. Kenny Brooks set out last year because of, of COVID concerns, set out the whole year, 
Um, when he came to camp, they said that he was a little slow and and uh, he wasn't you know as fast as he was the year before. But now uh, they're saying a completely different thing. They're saying that he's uh, getting back to shape. DeMarco Murray, the the uh, the uh, uh, running back coach, has been challenging him and doing great. Um, but I think it's down to Eric Gray and um, um, uh, well, Eric Gray and uh, Kennedy Brooks. And uh, uh, is Eric Gray, Gray trans- from Tennessee, right? Yeah, Eric Gray, a transfer from Tennessee, he's been turning heads and making plays, working hard, uh, been in the weight room, studying. Um, he is he's ready to make an impact. And uh, if I had to guess right now, it'll probably be Eric Gray as a starter. Now, having said that, uh, Lincoln Riley has already mentioned in several press conferences that he has two starters at running back, uh, which is um, – you know, Eric Gray and Candy Brooks. And then they have another player named Ramontre Bradford, who is, you know, and the coaches say he's a speed burner, and he actually looks and is stronger than those two running backs. Uh, Marcus Major is also another running back that um, you could get some starting time as well, get some playing time, but. Right now, there's a little bit of a concern about his eligibility. Um, if that's the rumor going around the mill right now uh, in OU. So they're basically concentrating on Eric Gray and Candy Brooks as being the starter. Gotcha. Um, well, and that that'll that'll be that'll be good if they can get that run game going. That's gonna that's gonna open things up for Rattler in what's already a really uh, deadly. Uh, passing attack for OU. I don't think the offense is going to have any problems. Um, you know, I think they'll they'll put up points. Um, now that 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 defense that we've kind of we've kind of touched on, um, you know, already. But what are some 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 players? What are some things that you're really looking to get out of this defense this year that really kind of turns the, um, you know, turns the corner for them defensively? Well, I would say Nick Benito. He's probably one of the best. Uh, defensive players in the in college football, uh, and probably most one of the most underrated. Um, but Grinch, when he uh, Alex Grinch, the defensive coordinator, when he had his press conference, he says he he feels like that he has about fourteen guys that he can rotate on the uh, defensive line, which is huge. Um, because, yeah, keep those guys fresh. You know, oh, absolutely. And uh, you've also got players that are that set out a year ago, like Jalen Redmond. You know, he was a high four-star recruit, you know, a few years back, who is ready to um, – he, he's been down a great camp, uh, making plays. And uh, Grinch is not worried about – that's the one thing that he is not worried about. He's saying he's got at least 14 guys he can rotate off the edge interior line and everything to uh make a uh, make an impact yeah well if you look at uh, if you look at two things that have that have really driven um the the college football uh champions in especially in the playoff era has been uh elite defensive line play and elite wide receiver play uh the team of the oh, four absolutely. the team of the four that has the best of those two or, or the team that's won has probably had the most of, of those two those two groups 
Um, you know, you think about Matt Jones, uh, Mac Jones last year. He was he was not an elite quarterback. I think he was drafted higher than he, he probably should have been. He had elite wide receiver play, and then you know Bama's Bama's defense was was stellar. Um, and like you said, you know having fourteen or so guys there um, on the on the defensive line that can rotate, that can stay fresh, and there's no. Uh, there's no step back instead of a, an A and B. There's a there's or a one and a two and a three group. There's a one A, one B, and one C group, and that's that's how you can get you know elite defensive play because it all starts right there on the front line. Oh, absolutely. Um, and to move away from the uh, defensive line right now, Grinch was actually asked what player on defense he thinks is going to come in and make an instant impact, and he didn't even hesitate. He said the Billy Bowen. Uh, Billy Bowman is a freshman this year out of, out of Texas. He was a uh, he played both sides of the ball at Texas high school football, and uh, he is probably they say he's probably one of the most gifted players that they've recruited in a long time. Uh, he's very strong. He's he's always in the weight room. He loves to work out, and he's taking to uh, this defense very well. And he's also good enough to. I wouldn't be surprised if he's going to return punts and kicks and everything like that. That's how talented that he is. And he's also one of those players that could get some gadget plays. Um, he's that fast and that good. Um, but more than likely, he I wouldn't say he's going to start this year, uh, but he will get some playing time um, at the nickel position. And Grinch, you know, that position that, you know, nickel is Grinch always asks that player to do a lot. And because they, they will, you know, line them, you know, line that uh, nickel player against the, you know, tight ends and inside slot receivers and Absolutely, all that. Yeah. And, and they're saying that Billy Bowman can handle all those as a freshman. So yeah. and that, um, that's, that, that's huge because, uh, you know, not only what, what, what that one player can do, um, he alleviates some some other players, you know your your safeties. Um, they they can do a little bit more when when you got a guy that can come in and he can lock down a tight end, lock down a slot receiver. Uh, gives your safeties a little more room to 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 play around and uh, help over the top. And I think that's a big key because if that slot guy is working on that nickel, um, you know, in, in passing downs, um, that that causes a little bit of problems uh, for for your backside uh, when the safety has to help over on the nickel side. Uh, that leaves a lot of room on the other side, uh, you know, for some some quick some quick passes uh, that leaves guys in space. So that's that's huge, man. Especially for a freshman, man. That's that's what OU needs as far yeah. as recruiting on uh, on the defensive side. You get a couple guys like that, and it changes everything. Yeah, he, uh, in the spring game, Billy Bowman uh, went up against uh, Marvin Mims, who was a freshman All American last year. Had the uh, had the most touchdowns as a wide receiver last year as a freshman. And uh, he basically almost shut down Marvin Mims. Uh, he held Marvin Mims with three catches, um, but nice. uh, he also batted down several balls. So um, when Grinch was asked what players will make the most impact, he didn't even hesitate. It was Billy Bowman. So awesome. we're very excited about him. Um, there's also another freshman coming in, freshman linebacker named Danny uh, Stateman. Uh, he is a gym rat. They they love what he's been doing. 
Uh, he didn't. He wasn't there for the spring, but he uh, has been making a huge impact in fall camp right now. Uh, as a freshman, he walked into the weight room and put up 225 on the bench press 20 times. <laughs> nice. So I mean that. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, amazing. So. And that, he's um, he's a linebacker. Yeah, he's a linebacker. Absolutely, um, and he's he's just been making strides. Um, that's awesome, man. Yeah. So, and also the player to look out for is Kelvin Gilliam, uh, also a freshman. He has been, uh, he is, his, you, if you saw Kelvin Gilliam, it's amazing. Like he doesn't look like a freshman. He looks like a senior that's ready to go into the NFL. Like he, his body is unbelievable. He's got great strength. And what's amazing about all this is that, it seems like every single player on defense for OU is, is bought in to what their possibilities are this year. And they actually, you know, Alex Grace, when he showed up in 2018, 2019, uh, had the, the, the defense was ranked last. And last year was ranked in the top 30. So they are, that's why I'm so excited about the defense. They are, um, they they're ready to win games and take that next step, you know, past the uh, first round of the playoff. Yeah, and that's and I believe that they will. Well, and that's what it takes. You know, they they've got they've got a playoff caliber or they've had a playoff caliber offense. No, you know, no doubt about it. Top four offense. Um, you know, right. a, you know, there, there's teams that put up more passing yards, but far as far as balanced attack, that's hard to stop. Um. You know, I, I think I think OU has, has definitely been there. Um, you know, you you get that defense. You know, like we I think we talked about this last year. Is you just get that that defense? They were 29th in scoring defense last year, which was a huge improvement. You get that defense somewhere oh, okay. around 20th. You know, I mean that that's they're going to be a tough team to beat. They're they're one of the favorites for the championship for a reason, um, because of what their offense is capable of doing and this expectation on the defense. So. We'll definitely keep those three freshmen, those names in mind, because it sounds like they're going to make a huge impact coming off. And that's what I, I really like about these preview shows is anybody can talk up these these guys that have that already been on campus. And, you know, we've seen what they can do, your, your Rattlers and your Marvin Mims and stuff like that. But to see those guys that are that are going to be breakout players uh, or what, what we're predicting are breakout players and then kind of seeing how it plays out, that's what, um, you know, is really beneficial about these preview shows. And you, think, you know, you see these guys on Saturday and you're like, where did this guy come from? And then you're like, hey, you know, we heard about him <laughs> on the podcast. But uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and, and, and kind of um, uh, move from there. And then I think at the end, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk uh, moving to the SEC and the realignment at the end. But uh, let's go ahead and look at this, uh, this OU schedule uh, and how it plays out. And... Um, you know, see kind of what you're thinking far as far as win total, what games are tricky, um, and just kind of kind of talk that way um, a little bit. Let me let me go ahead and get their schedule here, unless you've got it. All right. Well, no, I no, I've got it. If you, <laughs> I fi- I figured you did. <laughs> let me say this. Um, OU has. I mean, whenever they play in the Big Twelve or anybody they play as a target on their back because it's OU and the tradition that they have. And every team wants bragging rights um, when it comes to playing them or beating them. And 
ever since this announcement about them going to the SEC, I think there's going to be a lot of games, especially in the Big 12, they're going to be a lot more saltier than usual. Um, my top games, I have four games circled that I think could, you know, make or break OU's season. Um, number one, I know it's Nebraska. They're, you know, that's a Big Ten school. But the history there and the rivalry um, is uh, second to none. Um, so I think Nebraska will be coming with it. And then, um, and that, that's September the 18th. So, you know, that'll be at OU. Um, and then the other one is uh, Oklahoma at Kansas State. Um, Kansas State always plays OU very well. Um, and I think these teams this year, especially in the Big 12 Conference, they're going to be looking to knock off OU because I think they have a bad taste in their mouth that OU is leaving the Big 12. And I think that uh, you're going to see, you know, a lot of these teams, the Big 12, go for it on fourth, and, you know, fourth down and, and, you know, come up with a bunch of gadget plays, try to beat them because they want to make a point that, you know, you're, you're leading the Big 12 and going to the SEC and you're favored to win the national title or you're favored to go to the playoff. And they want to be even more now than usual that team that, you know, knocks them off. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and the, uh, you know, I can, I can agree. I can agree with what you're saying there. It makes perfect sense. Uh, you are going to see some, some, some things happen from the other teams that, uh, you, you normally wouldn't see, you know, um, for sure. Right. These teams, I think if you're, if you're a K state, Iowa state, uh, Oklahoma state, any of those teams that are kind of in the middle range of the big 12, um, you, you definitely, this is a year. And at least as long as they're in the big 12, you're going to do everything you can to knock them off. Oh, absolutely. And I, and Iowa state is one of my games that I have circled, uh, Iowa State is going, I mean, they've got a lot of talent coming back, most of it on offense. Um, they're even in the, I believe, Iowa State's in the top ten. I think they're number eight. Yeah, Iowa State's guess. actually uh, six. Oh, six. Okay, so, you know. Um, and they're, But the thing that's in Oklahoma's favor there is they're even playing no, you're, at OU. You're right, they're number eight. Sorry, Rob. Oh, they're number eight. Okay. Um, they're going to be playing at OU. <laughs> And, uh, you know, if I'm not surprised if that was going to be a night game, Um, it's going to be a game that I think that game, if OU wins that game, um, I think after that, they're on their way to the playoffs. Um, Of course, you have Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, you know, November 27th, um, which will be at Oklahoma State. And that's always a rough game when you play in Stillwater. and probably even more this year because uh, Oklahoma State, the team, the the facility, the college, and the fans do not like the fact that OU is leaving, and they're a little upset that they're not, you know, that OU is not taking them with them to the SEC. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And they, I'm sure the blood in Oklahoma right now is. Oh, is, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There's a bigger divide than probably ever, you know, and, and OSU fans hate Sooner fans and, and vice versa. I've seen that, you know, our, we're close enough to OU, you know, I spent enough time with around OU people, uh, you know, growing up to know. But I, I bet you right now it is it is some ugly, 
stuff going on right now in, in Oklahoma. Oh, oh yeah. And then the OU and Texas game is very interesting. Um, I do think OU will win that game because, you know, it's Sarkeesian's first year. Um, but, you know, that's always a major rivalry. It's always a good game. Played on a neutral site there in Dallas. Um, but I, I think that could be a catalyst for what kind of year they're going to have. And I, if, OU, if OU gets past Texas, Iowa State, and they're making past Oklahoma State, I don't think there's any question that they'll be in the playoffs. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I think I mean I think that's that's probably the easy uh you know, easy assumption. I I mean definitely uh the over under set at uh, ten and a half, some places eleven on the win total. Um I mean that gives them room for one. And I, I see OU slipping up, you know, and losing one. I mean that just, just because that has been the um yeah, that has been the thing. They usually do. Yeah, and yeah, I, they usually I, do. out of principle, yeah. I usually don't pick uh, ten wins or more on a team that's not a perennial top eight team. You know, top top ten maybe, uh, but I usually try to stay in the in the top half of the top ten. You know, top five even. Um, I think this year I do take them to go over ten and a half wins. I think this is eleven win team. Um, and like you said, the the Iowa State game, you do get that game at home, but they've been tough recently. Um, the the at K State game I think is a little more tricky. Uh, K State's got them two years in a row, um, but other than that, I don't I don't see this team being pushed. Baylor's not not good. Nebraska I don't think stands a chance. West Virginia, um, Texas they're gonna be they're gonna be decent this year, but I still think they're gonna be down with the new coach. Um, and what I mean down is I mean based on Texas's standards. Um, but the last two game of the games of the year, you got Iowa at home, and then you got to go to Oklahoma State. Um, yeah, Oklahoma that's State. Be a rough that's 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 it, and that's at the end of the year. So the key, I I think the key is this: you you got to stay healthy. Um, you know, now I know OU's quarterback room is stacked. I know their wide receiver room is stacked, but you got to you got to stay healthy. Um, you got to stay healthy at the secondary positions. You know, I know you got some new guys coming in. You got to stay healthy there. You got to stay healthy at the running back position. Uh, the O line, you know, that would seem like to be one question mark, but I know they recruit well. Uh, but even then, if you lose a couple guys along the O line, the camaraderie is hard. Um, so getting those two at the end of the, end of the season, I think they probably drop one. I think they're probably ranked number one, or you know, if if Alabama or whoever's undefeated, maybe number two going into um, you know that November twentieth game, and you could have number one against like number five Iowa State. Um, you know, at that game, and that's probably one of the bigger right. games of the year. Um, but uh, that would no, that I believe that is the big game. Iowa State, yeah, and I think know, I the think Iowa State game is the big game. Yeah, I think that's what anybody you know anybody that that's following the Big Twelve would say. Uh, but those last two games of the year, that's going to be tricky. Um, you know, and I think if Iowa Iowa State, I've looked at their schedule. Um, I actually think they're going to have um, they're going to have three losses i think nine and three would be their best season in history um so, which which is crazy to think of you know because we're, we're used to them being in the conversation the last few years um right because of what uh I, Campbell's I done think I, well i i personally think iowa state will have more wins than that um i think they're a 10 win team uh and i i think that that game will determine a lot will determine everything. I think if OU goes in 
Uh, it, I'm glad it's at home. I'll be honest. I mean, <laughs> I would not want to go to Iowa State um, at that time of the year. But the fact that it's at home, um, it, it of course, that favors OU a little bit. Um, but Iowa State, yeah, it that's going to be a big measuring stick for what OU does past that game. As far as going to the playoffs or uh, and possibly playing for a national championship. Yep, and it's got to be it, it. Like I said, it, it's going to be who's healthy at the end of the year. You know, um, it, it, and the thing is, is that that recency bias, you know, hurts, especially when you don't play a great schedule. You know, if I look at this OU schedule, uh, you've probably at the end of the year you may only have one ranked opponent that you've that you've beat. And that would be that Iowa State game. So, you, if right. you're if you're Oklahoma, even if you're undefeated, you can't afford to lose that game because you know then you're going back to okay, who has the the better schedule? And a lot of it depends on how the other teams, you know, uh, stack up. But we have seen one loss teams who who haven't had a great schedule, um, you know, miss the playoffs. Think about Ohio State who lost to Purdue a few years ago and missed the playoffs. You think, uh, you know, some right. other teams if they have that loss and their schedule's not tight enough. Uh, or, or not not stacked well enough, and I think there's not enough respect for the Big Twelve. Um, you know that that is like you said. Uh, I totally agree. That's 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 where it all hinges, and I think everybody knows that. Um, you know, now if Iowa State, you know, has a couple losses going into that game, I think it's even more important that OU wins that game because, um, you know, they may be playing someone else and may not get redemption uh, in the Big Twelve championship game. So it'll be interesting to see how it kind of plays out. Oh yeah, I'm, it's exciting. I'm ready, but yeah, that game is definitely that's, that's it, the man. one that raises your eye that raises your eyebrow. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, <laughs> hey man, uh, it, it it's gonna it's gonna be an awesome season uh, for OU. I think ten wins is the 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 the, the definite floor. Um, you know, I can definitely see this team with what they've got coming back third year in Grinch, uh, going undefeated. Um, so I, I think this is a playoff team just from what they've shown. Uh, in the last few years, and hey, I'm I've been super critical uh, of OU, but I'd be excited to see uh, you know get the get that defense rolling. Uh, that's definitely a game changer. But uh, let's let's uh, like I said, we would be remiss if we didn't mention OU to the SEC. What do you think? When do you think it happens? Uh, as an OU fan, uh, what's kind of the the pulse around uh, the fan base uh, with them moving to the SEC? Um, I think at first it was uh, of course a little bit of a culture shock. Um, I I think a lot of fans are kind of upset of, at first were kind of upset about it because it as a fan and other fans that I've talked to um, we love to be in that team that wanted to knock off the SEC or a great SEC team um, so the fact that we are actually joining with them um, that you have mixed emotions. Um, it's, it's, um, you kind of feel sorry for the Big 12 because, you know, you, you, you kind of think that since OU and Texas are leaving, uh, the biggest money makers in the Big 12, that, that there's no way the Big 12 is going to survive. And, uh, absolutely. You don't want to lose, you don't want to lose certain, Games like I think the OU and Oklahoma State game have to continue. Uh, that's bedlam. Uh, there's so much history there. Um, even if them going to the SEC, it, I mean, it still has to, in other, in some way, 
be scheduled. And Lincoln Riley even mentioned that, like it would be a non-conference game, of course, um, that they would schedule with Oklahoma State. And I don't know if they can do that every year, um, but it's something that it. As, I'll be honest, as an OU fan, I would miss. I would miss that uh, Bedlam game because that's just something you get up for every year. Um, I think it's also going to be a boost in recruiting, and you're also you're already seeing that in the 2023 class. OU has the number one recruiting class right now for 2023. Um, they have like I think it's four five stars committed to them right now. Makai and Nelson, the uh, the number one quarterback. The nation. They just got Luke Hobbs, number one tight end in the nation, out of Big C, Oklahoma. Um, you know, five star recruits, and uh, I think what you can actually say those recruits now is that, you know, you're gonna they're recruiting you, and in, in the next couple of years, you're going to be in the SEC. Now, having said that, the contract up is good till 2025 for them being in the Big Twelve. I honestly don't see it lasting that long. I would not be surprised if OU's in the SEC next year. Um, and they actually, which will be kind of crazy to me, but they'll actually have to work with Texas to buy out the contract that they have committed to the Big 12. Yep, yep. Um, and, and there's been rumors that um, Texas will actually sell their rights to ESPN about the Longhorn Network, which will give them enough money to put OU and themselves into the SEC next year. So I honestly see them playing in the SEC next year. I could be wrong, but definitely the year after that, they will be in the SEC. I don't see this lasting until 2025. Um, there's just too much money to be made. Yeah, I, I, th- and, I, think, uh, I think next year, uh, if not 2022, by 2023, uh, you got this realignment, and I think it, it creates a, a seismic shift in, in the college football uh, landscape. It'll it'll definitely be interesting to see how it plays out. I do agree with you. You got to keep Bedlam. Uh, you got to keep a couple of the other of those games. I think um, the the Big Twelve is no more. I think you get some that go to the Pac twelve, maybe a couple like your Iowa States and Kansas, just from the 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 basketball standpoint from Kansas, and maybe just worked their way over to the Big Ten. And I think the smaller schools, um, you know, they they um, they kind of mix with the AAC, um, and a lot of those schools are going to be hurting for money wise because they've been riding on the coattails of OU and Texas football for, you know, as long as they've been in the in the conference. Yeah, and there is a rumor out there that uh, Bob Bowlesby, who is the commissioner of the Big Twelve, had a uh, meeting with the commissioner of the Pac twelve. Um, and they are actually talking about combining both um, to where you have a Pac-20, and, uh, you know, that is a possibility as well. Um, Whether it happens or not, time will tell. I don't know, but there's, you know, there's uh, the the rest of the big, the rest of the eight teams in the Big 12 are, they're united, and that's what I'm saying, that the games in the Big 12 this year are going to be uh, a lot more saltier than usual because um, each one of these teams are going to want to prove a point against OU. And, uh, you know, I, that's what makes it a little bit scary about their schedule. <laughs> yeah. But, 
there's been talks that the Pac-12 and the remaining teams of Big 12 joining forces and making a Pac-20. Whether it happens or not, I guess time will tell. I don't know for certain, but that is the rumor right now. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But, hey, man, I think uh, as an OU fan and uh, as a college football fan, we're, we're in for a uh, – uh, an excellent year of football. Hopefully, all this uh, this COVID stuff uh, kind of wanes, which I think it will. As we see things kind of move into the fall, and uh, people kind of get outside a little bit more and aren't cooped up in the AC, where you know because it's 150 degrees outside. But uh, I think it'll be a good season, and uh, I'm excited for us. But Rob, hey, thanks for joining us, man. Uh, I know we're gonna have you on several more times throughout the year. Uh, we'll get your takes on on a lot of things uh, as far as college football goes. So thanks for joining us tonight. Um, thanks for listening. Thank and, you for having uh, me. Yeah, man. And uh, make sure that you uh, uh, subscribe, rate, and review. Any OU Sooner fans out there, share these with your uh, with your buddies. If you uh, are an Oklahoma State fan, um, <laughs> let let us know, and we'd be loved love to talk to you and get uh, get your take on uh, on the other side of this uh, rivalry and the other side of this uh, conference realignment. But subscribe, rate, and review on Apple. Uh, and Spotify, and uh, you know, share this to to all your social media. Those of you that are listening, and we appreciate you. And uh, we'll see you this weekend for our Pac-12 preview show. And then also, I'll be doing an interview with Jake uh, coming out on Friday, um, the 13th. Uh, so this will be like tomorrow. Um, it'll be an Arkansas Razorback preview show. So make sure you check out that as well. But uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.